Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bull Take Podcast. I'm on with me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Austin Hill. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am doing good. All right. So the topic for this week, for this episode today, uh, you know, it was funny. We had a full episode planned out, a special NFL one that, you know, we thought would be an interesting thing to do. Had a whole plan. I sent Austin a video and everything, so yep. it was going to work out. And then out of nowhere Thursday afternoon, we get this bombshell of a news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, USC and UCLA are planning to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten, even though it's not really the Big Ten, though. Uh, yeah. Planning to leave in the year 2024 in what is certainly groundbreaking for the uh, – your your instant reaction is what I want to hear from um, instant reaction. My in, yeah, my first reaction was, you know, well, it makes sense to want to try and get into what's really going to end up being with the way college football is going, the big two conferences, whether you get in the SEC or the Big Ten. Those are really the big powerhouse conferences in yeah. college football. And so it makes sense to try and do that. Um, I really think that part of the issue with going to the SEC – is it really feels like Lincoln Riley may have burned his bridge uh, making that uh, jump to USC and, you know, Oklahoma being there. I think the last thing he wants to do is have to play Oklahoma every season, um, potentially. So I think that the Big Ten's a smarter move. It's also a a tad bit of a weaker conference uh, through and through. Um, So chance to bump it up. But those are some of the better teams, the bigger name teams in the Pac-12, you know, besides Oregon, Utah, and Stanford, maybe Washington sometimes. Um, so, you know, you get these high profile teams going to the Big Ten and it's a move that makes sense for the Big Ten to make yourself one of the big two instead of, you know, the SEC consuming everybody or letting the Big 12, Pac-12 or even the ACC kind of make a move and, you know, lose you revenue. And, you know, whether you like it or not, this is where college football is going. Yeah, I was about to say, I know some people were upset about it because it ruins tradition and all that, which, you know, yeah. to be frank, it it does. It does. You know what? We're not in the spot where tradition matters anymore. We're in the spot where, where am I going to get the most money for my team at? And Absolutely. I heard, something, I heard something from the internet that basically their revenue doubles from what they get in the Pac-12 if they go to the Big Ten. So, Yeah, especially hard- with... Yeah. Um, yeah, like you're saying, you know, especially with these guys, these name, big names coming to the Big Ten, that's only going to make the Big Ten more money. People are going to want to see these super conferences. Um, I, I think there's going to be more people out there that are for it than against it. Definitely. So uh, next question I want to ask, what what does this mean for the future of the Pac-12? I guess, well, technically back to the Pac-10 now. What What does this mean? Um, really to me, uh, you know, reports that Oregon and Washington are already, um, looking for a way out. Um, so I think that it could spell the end of it unless, uh, you know, like the big 12 has done, maybe reach out to some of those, uh, smaller schools, maybe like a Fresno state, San Jose state, San Diego state, a bunch of those schools, um, over there that are pretty decent, maybe get them to come in and compete against your, maybe your Oregon States, maybe keep Oregon, Washington, Washington State, Stanford, um, and maybe still try to make something out of it. Um, But yeah, I think that there is going to be some trouble because, you know, 
obviously this team, uh, you know, this they lose two of their biggest assets. Yeah, uh, and again, when you think of the Pac-12, I know the first team, one of the first teams you think about is USC. So, For sure, especially then, now. Yeah, especially with the whole Lincoln-Riley news, they're back at the top of all that everyone's talking about. So I understand why they think it would be a big loss, but I think it's, I think I'm with you. You know, get some of those teams from the Mountain West, so that way geographically, you know, even though that clearly doesn't matter anymore with them going to the Big Ten, uh, yeah. I still think if you do that, then it could be interesting. But then you're talking about the demise of the Mountain West Conference and then yeah. teams bringing them up to the Mountain West. So we're going to have to go through this whole cycle again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's it's really becoming dog-eat-dog dog out there. And if you want to survive, you got to take somebody else's. Um, Boise State is another team that I'm just thinking of right off the top of my head that maybe, you know, they've been due for a, a, a Power 5 call-up for a little bit now, it feels like. And this is a really big opportunity. I know the Pac-12 really had been considering asking them to expand and come in for a while now, but now they may have to if they want to survive. Yeah, they, I, I don't think that's any question anymore. I think that's the first thing the Pac-12 needs to do is get on the phone with those schools immediately. Yes. Get, them, get them there right away. So I guess my, my next question for you would be, you know, what What do you think this means overall to the future of the rest of college football? Talking about the power conference, we talked about whenever Oklahoma and Texas were going to the SEC, kind of going with the whole new power conference. How do you think this affects that? Um, I think that it does one thing right, and that this isn't just going to be all SEC, where the SEC is going to take in all the best schools, and really that's going to become what we consider Division One football. Um, this at least keeps some conference competition because now, I mean, I think the Big Ten already had good good competition, but now they go out and outsource and get some more, just like the SEC did with Oklahoma and uh, USC or or Texas. I'm getting my uh, teams mixed up over here. So, so um, much is happening. I mean, I can't blame. Yeah, you for this. yeah, it's just all over the place. But it sounds like the Big Ten's not done. I am, you know, there's stuff floating around all the time talking about they've been trying to get Notre Dame um for years um and now I think this becomes a big point for the ACC because they have a lot to lose in Clemson and Florida State um and I think a big bidding war is going to go down here in the next couple years to who gets Notre Dame I think the SEC ACC and Big Ten might all be trying to get Notre Dame um, but ACC is going to be fighting for their life because that's the only way they can survive, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Right now, the Big Ten and the SEC have separated themselves with these moves. It's pretty obvious. Yes. That. And, you know, the ACC is getting left behind. They still have Clemson, so, you know, they're always still going to be talked about. But besides them, I mean, who else, who's a team that's going to compete with them in the conference usually unlike this past year where we had Pittsburgh and Wake Forest so yeah that's not every year exactly so but uh, another one that we want to bring up for quote power five the big 12 I mean they are they are in deep trouble with all these moves to so move those up now you're looking at the ACC maybe trying to bring some people in your two biggest schools are now in the SEC I mean does, I don't even know where to think that the does the Big Twelve become a non-power conference? Uh, yeah, it, it it looks dangerous. Now I think that some of the moves they've made, going out and getting uh, you know, U, UCF, BYU, 
Memphis and Houston, I believe, right? I think Cincinnati got there too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cincinnati. They've called they've called up a couple teams up teams that are really due to be power five schools. It feels like, uh, you know, anytime those schools could have been getting called up. So it's going to create some interest. And if uh, Cincinnati is coming to the big 12, then this is really a big move because they were formerly uh, power five. And so now, um, you know, or in the playoff, not power five now being in the power five, we know that they've got some prestige. And so that, I think that does help your case in the big 12. But really, your big thing has got to be, you know, success. Yeah, it's pretty much constantly getting, if not in the playoff, you're constantly finishing near it. That's one of the things about some of the other schools. You know, you think of Notre Dame. You know, every year y'all aren't in the playoff. Y'all were still, I mean, this past year, y'all came, I think y'all finished top 10. So it's going to come down to how you perform consistently before you, absolutely, in order for you to get a part of it. And that's why I don't know how the Big 12 is going to do because, I mean, take a look. I mean, who's the top team in that conference now? Like Oklahoma State, Baylor, which no offense to those schools. I'm sure they're getting calls, too, from the Big 12 or the SEC already. So Yeah. Um, um, absolutely. So I, I, I'd be surprised if Baylor and Oklahoma State are there for much longer, um, especially if the league doesn't succeed. Definitely. Uh, so I guess my next question, what you brought up earlier, you know, Oregon and Washington basically are getting uh, wanted to go to the Big Ten. I think there were some that said that they're kind of waiting to make a final decision on them because they're waiting on Notre Dame to make a decision. So, I mean, as a, you know, you being a very well-known Notre Dame fan, yeah. uh, how, how would you feel about them potentially being in the Big Ten for all sports? Um, well, I think I've been saying this for a while. Um, I would like to see Notre Dame go conference in football. Um, I get why they don't do it. They make so much money on their own, and when you're an independent, you get to keep all that money for yourself. You don't have to share it with your conference, um, all those winnings that you get throughout the year. And so they've succeeded just fine. The issue I really don't like is people like to make the argument that, oh, we could we could have handled you if we played you. Um, this, that, you know, uh, Ohio State fans always talking about Ohio State would have beat Notre Dame so-and-so year. All right, well, I so I've been actually, you know, hoping for a, a move to the Big Ten for a while just so I could see, you know, how they really stand up against Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, year in and year out. And now USC and UCLA, um, to me, really, I would be excited to see them move. Um, but, you know, you do have those people who are those traditionists, as we were talking about, who Notre Dame's always been independent. They should always be independent. And, you know, I just don't think that's the direction football is moving. I think they'd be fine as an independent, even in a just a two-super conference football. I think they'd still be included in any of that. But I think that there's a lot to gain from going into a conference, especially the Big Ten. Yeah, definitely. And I think also – you know, when you think of the first conference for Notre Dame to go to, you think normally ACC because in basketball they play an ACC conference basically and in the schedule. So, yes, you know, that's the that's the thing that has me wondering exactly: is it going to be a bidding war right now between the ACC and the Big Ten, probably for Notre Dame? Um, that's uh, you know that's what I was you know alluding to earlier. I think that that's what it's going to come down to. I think the ACC. Uh, is going to have to make some moves. I think Notre Dame is at the top of that list because of the close ball they already have. Notre Dame plays an ACC schedule in football, and then they are an ACC affiliate in all other sports. 
um, basketball, baseball. They play in the ACC tournament in those sports. Um, so, you know, there's a, already kind of a close relationship. And the only year that Notre Dame has ever played in a conference, they played in the ACC. And we were the best team in the regular season, and we almost won in the postseason. So I don't think that history is any reason to be scared of conference play for Notre Dame. But that really does, I think, does help the ACC that there's some close uh, connections there. Um, and they may be able to force Notre Dame to at least stick in the ACC for a little bit due to some rules and regulations to how exactly they're technically kind of an affiliate because they play in basketball and baseball and yeah. whatnot. So um, it just depends on if the ACC would take them to court if they accepted another offer, I believe is what they were talking yeah, I was about to say, it comes down to, I don't know what the terms are for them in the ACC, but it comes down to that pretty much. How long yeah. are they uh, still a direct affiliate of the ACC before, you know, the Big Ten can make a move? So, but to me, let's move to another topic real quick, and that involves, you know, talking back about USC. We talked about Lincoln Riley whenever we discussed the Oklahoma-Texas move to the SEC and then him leaving to go to USC and what we thought was kind of a a little bit of a move to make it easier to get into the playoff, I think. So, yeah. Uh, um, now, you, know, you were saying, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think, you know, part of that was to do that. But now it looks like, you know, going into the power conference, um, maybe, you know, you use the, these next two or three years to just get into the playoff a couple years and then you bring in a ton of recruiting and then you'd be really be ready to compete in those bigger conferences, which is something that he not necessarily was getting the chance to do at Oklahoma. Definitely. So, yeah, my, my main question is here is, do you think he knew about this before he took the USC job? Um, I think to some degree he would have had to have known. Um, it would be incredibly ironic if he had no idea just because, you know, the whole moving away from Oklahoma as yeah. they go to the SEC. Um, but I, I feel like to some degree they were like, you know, this is our plan because, I mean, it happened pretty much right after he got there. I mean, he hasn't even coached a single season there. So I'd like to say that if it wasn't in the works before he got there, he has something to do with this at least a little bit. Yeah, I could, I could definitely – See that depth? I I mean I feel like they would have 100 agree. I think they would have had to tell him like, hey, we're considering this move to the Big Ten. Are you here for it? I think he wouldn't have taken the job had he not known that. So yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I mean, otherwise, what's what's the difference between there and Oklahoma if you don't want to move to a big conference? Exactly. Uh, and then he took all the recruits with him. So I mean, he's going to have yeah. a lot of talent there. So for sure. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is the wonderful alliance that was created, what, not even a year ago? Like, or, yeah. like right when Oklahoma and Texas got announced to the SEC. To prevent this. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. I'm <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. To prevent this type of thing, to create kind of a bond between those three. And then this happens. So this also has me thinking, was this the Big Ten plan all along? to poach these Pac-12 conference teams and these ACC conference teams to try to join the Big Ten and make a power conference? Do you think that was maybe the whole reason for the alliance? Because you got to remember, it was a handshake agreement. There was no paperwork at all for this thing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you say that, no paperwork. 
And, you know, they instantly go in and basically defile everything that the alliance was supposed to stand for. I, I think I'd have to agree with you wholeheartedly that the Big Ten – and their intentions may not have been exactly what they portrayed to the Pac-12 and to the ACC uh, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, def- definitely was a question. That was the first thing that popped in my head when I saw it. I was like, wow, so so much for the alliance happening, you know? Yeah. So my next question for you involves, you know, back to USC and UCLA. They're going to be in this Big Ten schedule in 2024. Still got a couple years left in Pac-12. How do you picture them handling the types, the different types of opponents and the different type of weather conditions that the Big Ten would offer compared to what they've been going through in the Pac-12? Oh, man, I, I do think that it is going to take a tad bit of an adjustment. I think that, you know, you think about, um, you know, sunny California, um, you know, you're only going to be there half the season and the other half you're going to be in the middle of cornfields on snow. Um, so it, it'll definitely be a change. But what I think is a really big thing that not a lot of people are thinking about that could help them is when you think about it, you know, some recruits, they maybe not don't want to get too far away from home. But maybe now you can appeal to some of these mid Midwestern uh, athletes and say, hey, we're going to be coming here quite a bit this is where our conference lies so you know you're going to be coming home plenty of times during the regular season um you know easier for your family to come out and see you in iowa than down in los angeles um so maybe that gets you some guys who are used to playing in the weather and you know only have to play in california half the time wow you know actually i didn't even think about that till you just now said it that's actually a really really good point to bring up for several recruits and i think yeah you know that's why you could see even more non-geographic locations you know for that type of thing i mean because oklahoma and texas made sense when they moved to the sec they're right next yes. to all those teams so that one at least made a little bit of sense compared to this one where <laughs> they're all in california and i think what the closest teams in like ohio nebraska probably? Yeah, I think I don't don't know the I don't know the states where they're at very well. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's Nebraska and Nebraska's Nebraska even feels too far west for the Big Ten. Exactly. (laughs) Which is which was a shocker whenever they got added a couple of years ago. So absolutely. So you can tell those kids that are recruits. It's like, hey, I know you want to stay close to home, but we're playing now in the Big Ten with all these schools. So if a kid from Ohio is like, hey, we're playing at Ohio State this year. You're going to get – your family's going to get to come. It's going to be great. Or if you play yeah. teams within that area, they can travel right around there. So, yeah, I didn't even think about it till now. It'd be a great – it would be a great recruiting tool by Lincoln Riley, who's shown he knows how to recruit. Uh, yeah, he can do more it. More guys. Hey, so, I just want my credit, Lincoln, when you're out there doing your recruiting, that this idea came from me. Yeah, definitely. I'm. He's a He is a listener of this, I know for a fact. So Yeah. You're, he you're sends welcome. me DMs all the time, and he, you know, he says, you know, great work on the podcast. So, he, I, you know, Lincoln, just next time, you know, you're out, just give me a little shout out. I'm sure he'll send you a message after this come uh, when this comes out, being like, "Yo, you got any more recruiting tips for me? I could." Yeah, I, I, I mean, I use some more. I could be a USC scout in the next couple of years. Who, who knows? As long as you do it the right way, don't don't be like some of them other ones. No, never. You don't. You tell me, you're not going to walk up to a kid's house. Like just open a suit, uh, open a case, and it's got like fifty thousand dollars in it. 
No, I'll do it in a McDonald's bag. Oh, oh of course. McDonald's bag, you know, not suspicious at all. Although they might no. suspect McDonald's. Maybe you go – Maybe you Burger go, King? I guess you could – See, that's the thing. Burger King hasn't been around for a little bit, so that makes me think that they see you giving them Burger King. They're like, why are they giving them Burger King? They couldn't give them better no. food than that. Then, so I would think maybe they give them – If it's USC and they have that money out in California, maybe they go with like a – They get like – do they have Chick-fil-A's out in California? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe an In-N-Out burger? But yeah, that might be the best one. You know, I'm going to have to look that up later. Is there a Chick-fil-A's <laughs> in California? The, the questions we need to know. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so my next question for you involves really these two moves. You know, Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, and now USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. Which move do you think – which move do you think uh, surprised you more, really? Um, I think the the USC-UCLA move really surprised me. Um, I think that initially I was a little taken aback, you know, by uh, Oklahoma and Texas. I was like, wow, that's a big move. But I think that was more just how big of a move that is as opposed to like, wow, I couldn't have seen this coming. Because, you know, you just look at the, the level of competition in the Big 12 – and it's not really the same um, as it is in the SEC. And I would say the same thing about the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, but with that distance, it's just crazy to me that so early in this what is going to be probably a super conference future that teams are going to disband the geographic conferences and go for it. I figured that you know maybe some of these teams in the Pac-12 would be some of the last teams to make the move over. I figured they'd go after ACC and Big 12 first. Um, you know, fight over those teams first before they split up and went to the big, uh, the Pac-12. So that one really caught me off guard just to see that, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of traveling. So hopefully they can foot the bill. Yeah, uh, to me, that's kind of what it came down to because Oklahoma and Texas, you could semi-understand it. The competition's better, and it's not like it's a long trip because there's another team from the SEC in Texas, and they're all basically yeah. around there. But – yeah, well, USC and UCLA, like we said, the closest state to them is Nebraska, like the closest team, and that's not even that's not even that close. So, so yeah, to me, I 100% agree. Biggest surprise was definitely that, and now Oregon and Washington. I mean, that one's even further away from them because they're in that top left yeah. corner pretty much. So, I mean, that that would be something. So. Next up, you remember during our SEC, whenever we broke down Oklahoma and Texas, we talked about how we felt 16 teams in a conference is, we feel, too many. And we discussed teams we could possibly take out of the SEC. And we unfortunately came up with Missouri and Arkansas, which is sad, but I, I, I understand the move. I understand. It was that. the cold, hard truth. Uh, Arkansas is really starting to make a, a, some yeah. noise. Um, I'm, I might, if we went back and reconsidered, I might have some different answers on that now. Um, but you know, that is what we came down to at the time. And it, it made a lot of sense then. Oh, you want to re well, you know, we got some time. Let's, let's do, let's do them both now. What's just for the fun of it. Let's do them both. Okay, perfect. Let's do that. All right. So let's, let's start with the SEC. So now we have, you have all the SEC teams and then you add in Oklahoma and Texas now, if, cause I feel like 14 is the max. I would feel like to me at least. Yeah. If we're not, I, I mean, 
I think the SEC might hold out because, like I said, super conferences are probably coming. And so we're probably not going to see these small individual conferences anymore. But for the sake of saying that we're going to keep it fair and keep conferences small, we'll we'll eliminate some teams and, you know, keep college football the way it is now. Definitely. So I I still think Missouri's up there probably for – I would agree. Just because I don't think of them being elite in any sport, really. For absolutely, the absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to think. Football, they've been mediocre at best. Uh, baseball, I didn't even hear anything yeah. about them really. Uh, basketball, they were good, like decent last year as a nine seed, and then this year they were terrible. So, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer at least for Missouri, number one. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, uh, uh, you know, I think Arkansas is still probably down around that area because they're getting good in a lot of things, but they're not quite, you know, top of the pack in anything. You know, you think about it and you we want to talk about they're maybe the best regular season baseball team in the conference. You know, you do have Tennessee yeah. had a good year this past year and Vanderbilt's usually really, really good. But in the regular season, Arkansas seems so good. But You just look at it, the success Vanderbilt's had, the success Tennessee's had, and now Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the postseason these last couple years capturing national championships. It's it's hard to throw them at the top in baseball. Um, But a team that I just mentioned that I might actually put down there is Mississippi State. Um, I, I I remember last year we kind of gave them a, man, you get a pass because they just won the national championship in baseball. But, you know, they're removed from that, and you know when you really think about it. Besides baseball, what do they really have? Um, I can't. You know, I'm not the biggest SEC uh, insider, but you know, there's not a sport that jumps out to me besides baseball last year, where I'm like, that this is the SEC needs this. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few years ago they beat UConn at the Final Four in women's basketball. That's about the only other sport I can think of because they were good one year in basketball and they got upset in the first round by the yeah. seed. So, you know, and they I haven't been that, good at football, like like good, good at football yeah. in a bit. Mm-hmm. I think last time they were good was when Dak Prescott was in town. Yeah. Or or Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald wasn't bad actually. <laughs> He's all right. He was he was okay. But uh you know I mean to me this is a tricky one because I mean, why I think up there, I feel like they want to keep them because they want to keep that Ole Miss Mississippi State rivalry in the SEC. That is true. That is a that's a big keeper there. Definitely. So to me, I feel like if I had to get rid of one, and I know it's kind of controversial because they're so dominant in another sport, it might be South Carolina. Maybe I know what they do in women's basketball, but I mean everything else. Exactly. They made the final four a few years ago in men's basketball, but they that was like a fluke year because they haven't done anything since then. They have a new coach. Football, they've been mediocre since Steve Spurrier retired. I mean, yeah. to me, to me, that's pro- – I know losing their ba- women's basketball program would be horrible because they have been so big for them, and they just won a national championship beating UConn. So. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think that that was actually a team I was going to throw out. You know, women's basketball, they're so, so good. But yeah. just everything else, you know, you're not like, gosh, got to keep that South Carolina football. 
Yeah. Um, especially with Spencer Rattler in town, that that might get ugly real quick. Mm-hmm. Or they, it'll be the best decision they ever made. Yeah, that that's something completely that we'll discuss like closer to football season about what yeah. that impact could be for that. But so I think we're we pretty much in on the head. We got Missouri and South Carolina probably as the bottom two. Arkansas probably close. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State. Down there's way. Uh, you know, I understand Vanderbilt being it, but I mean, baseball. I'm telling you, they they have been so consistently good. You you can't lose that. No, you can't. So, I think those are probably the bottom four for that one. Uh, I don't think there's any question in that those are the bottom four. No feds to Arkansas. I love you. I hope you stay. But yeah, that's I, what I'm yeah. saying. I don't want to. I don't want to see that happen. But that might be where they head if they want to keep the conventional conference. Definitely. So now, now let's do the other one. We got the Big Ten here. Uh, they already have 14 teams, so they're technically the Big 14. But then again, that doesn't really sound as good as Big 10. Yeah, it's lame. Uh, that's why you don't put numbers in your name in the first place. So. Yeah, SEC, uh, ACC game. Smart people. Uh, so I guess let's just – we can just figure it out from here. I guess to me, one that probably jumps off right away is probably Rutgers. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's when you think Big Ten and a team that needs to go, you think Rutgers. That was a mistake from go. Yeah, I mean, that when that move first got announced, I was so surprised by that because that I did not think that they had a chance in the Big Ten. And, you know, while they've improved a tiny bit, they haven't they haven't been anything. Not in any no. sport, really. No, 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 I mean, no, no. I mean, in men's basketball, they made the first four before losing to Notre Dame this year. Yep. So, but besides that, you know, I really don't think of anything else for them. So. Yeah. So okay, so we got we got one already. That's good. I feel like this next, the second one's going to be kind of tough to figure out because you could make a case for Indiana, but they historically in basketball, you you got to hang on to that. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I think history uh, runs deep there. Um, a couple teams that I would maybe throw out would be uh, Nebraska. I think they should go back to the Big 12. Um, I I don't think they really fit Big 10. And then another team I would throw out that I think should go back to the conference they came from uh, is uh, uh, Maryland. I think that they belong more in the ACC. Um but, you know, I think that with Maryland, you always have those fun little random years for them where they just yeah. kind of like come out of nowhere and they're really good. Um, same thing with Minnesota. I think I'd put Minnesota down near the bottom of the Big Ten. Um, but Nebraska is really just has been painfully unpleasant to watch in just about every sport in the last few years. Definitely. I could see them. I could also see consideration for possibly Northwestern, but that was one of the key members of the Big Ten. I don't think they they even touched that, despite them not really being successful, except for occasionally making the Big Ten championship. But besides in every other sport, they were good in softball this year. They made the Women's College World Series, but besides them, besides that, I mean, I really can't think of anything they were successful in. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, I feel like I'm with you mainly on Maryland because, like you said, I feel like they fit perfectly in the ACC. Yeah. They fit for what's around there, and 
you know, it's it was it was that along with Rutgers, those two moving. I was like, I I don't see that working out really for either side. Yeah. It really hasn't. I mean, Maryland's been okay in basketball like a couple years ago, but I mean, besides besides that, nothing else really. Yeah, not a lot. Okay, so there there is our teams that we would get rid of in the conferences if we had to. Uh, for people listening, let us know in the, you know, you can tweet at us like some others. Let us know who you would think would be the teams that would probably leave. Yeah, we'd we'd love to know who you'd boot out if you had the choice. Um, and you know, maybe leave a reason with it. Don't say Alabama yeah. and LSU because I don't like Alabama and LSU. Well, I don't either, but. I will say though, if you say Arkansas, there's a chance I might block you. I don't know. It just depends. It depends on for your reasoning. If your reasoning's uh, a little mean, you might be getting blocked. I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Still, so there's so much more that's gonna happen with this conference realignment. We we barely even begun. So. Yeah, I think in the coming days we're gonna see. A, a lot a lot more changing probably i would say before next season starts and we we might have some more teams uh changing allegiances there might even be conferences that just completely get abandoned yeah i mean we there might not be no more tuesday night in the mac which would be heartbreaking so <sighs> not that maction no you can't forget about the maction but that's gonna be it for this episode that is austin hill and waiter and we want to thank you for listening <laughs>